Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Real Life Alchemy, the ability to co-create with the energetic universal forces, is what my guest and I talk about today. As she says, it is an art to co-create with the quantum, yet surrender outcomes. Want to know more? <laughs> Listen in. I'm Laurie Seymour, your host of Wisdom Talk Radio, innovation alchemist and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. Can't seem to get from vision to implementation Without knowing your unique style, you could be doing the opposite of what you need to fast track your wisdom from, or your, excuse me, your vision from idea, which is also, your vision is also your wisdom, from idea to manifestation. Discover your creative advantage by taking the Creative Innovator Quiz. My guest today is Gabriella Masala. She is a creative catalyst, mystic alchemist, and song carrier. She has been steeping in universal wisdom teachings, expressive arts, and energy medicine for over 20 years. She is a lover of the creative process as a catalyst for evolution. She is passionate about pioneering what it means to be fully alive. Her decades as a consultant in the world of mind, body, spirit, education, and facilitation have taken her around the globe. Gabriella is the author of Everyday Magnificent, Practices to Activate an Unlimited Life. And we're here to talk about unlimitedness. <laughs> Welcome, Gabriella. I'm so, so excited to have you on Wisdom Talk Radio. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with you. Hmm. So, 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 hmm. Where do we begin? There's so many things that I want to uh, dive into with you. And um, I'm almost like, I, it feels like a wealth of possibilities of which direction to move down. Um, and as I was sharing with you before we began, I am in such a different place myself, having just completed teaching um, um, Inspiration into Action program this weekend. And it's like my seminar has started this morning as we're, as we're recording. And um, so, gosh, I really don't know where the energies will take us today. <laughs> I love the great unknown. Mm, you do. I can sense that so strongly with, with you. Um, so you talk about, you write about the great mysteries and also the, the, the intimacy with, with oneself, with life, with creation. Um, how do you, hmm, how do you translate that? Because it does take a kind of translation into a translation for others to be able to receive what that really means for you, what, what, how you experience that and bring that to the world. Beautiful. I would say that really it's a way of presencing with whomever is in front of me mm -hmm. and asking, what does that mean to you? Right? Because each of us, my experience after working with 
thousands of people in this way mm-hmm. is that the divine, the great mystery, the unknown, great spirit, God, goddess, by whatever name, deepest in our heart, higher self, mm-hmm. fill in the blank, that it um, unfolds in a unique and dynamic, organic way for each of us mm-hmm. as an intimate relationship. So that how I experience that may be completely different than how you do. And yet it's the same sweet, juicy fruit that we're getting to taste and to rest in that ultimately communicating and communing with creation, with the force of creativity, with the mystery of life. It's going to feel the same to each of us, though we might have a different pathway or narrative or belief system to get there. Hmm. So when you say it will feel the same to each of us, I'm curious about that. Um, I, I, hmm, I want to say, I don't imagine you mean I'm going to describe it in the same way as you're going to describe it. I'm going to sensorily experience it the same yes. way you are. So what do you mean by that? Yes. Well, you know, even these days, there's so many conflicting narratives and there's so much divisiveness that I just go right to the language of frequency, go right to the language of, of um, multidimensional sensation. And that within this place, there are no words. And yet, you know, it's like Rumi said, there's a field beyond right and wrong where the world is too full to talk about. I'll mm-hmm. meet you there. And that there is the field, a unified field. There is a force, an undeniable force that is animating us and everything into life. And that when I go into that place inside of myself, inside of my own heart, when I tune into that vibration, that frequency, that is um, that is a living frequency that is not visible to the human eyes, mm-hmm. but is visible to the eye of the heart that is always there, always accessible, like a flow of grace, a current that is carrying us. And so rather than getting caught up in the words, because someone may have a trigger of like, oh no, grace, I don't do grace. (laughs) Right? Okay. But but there's a place that each of us can feel for our own selves to find in our own way that when I am sensing this, I am in deep, intimate connection, communion, um, unity, source, that sense of like each of us has a direct line to source. Yes. And that's what I'm really excited these days, even though like you, I feel like I've had infinite identities and professions and careers and lifetimes in this one life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In the present current moment, I feel so excited about supporting people to you know, learn how to fish rather than like teach a woman, a man to fish and you'll fish for a lifetime. I love the expression that all hunger is hunger for God. Mm. And again, fill in the blank with what that means to each of us, Uh, but that there is a deeper well that we can be drinking from, sourcing from, creating from, that that's where I source my, my life of alchemy, my life of art Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that each, that, that wakes up uniquely in each of us is what I mean. So that my way of how I commune with the forces of life and create a life of, of, uh, 
love and fulfillment and contribution is going to mm-hmm. look different than everyone else's. Yes. Yeah. That, so that, I don't know if that answers your question, but. Well, it more than answers. I mean, it's like, I want to, which is incredible. <laughs> I want to, I want to ask you, I wanted to ask you like 10 different questions as you were speaking or, you know, dive off into 10 different directions, which is when I'm most excited by what you're saying. Um, Because you're you're talking about that connection with source, which, as you also mentioned in the very beginning of what you started to say or or spoke to, is that it is that field of universal intelligence. It is that that unified field that the quantum physicists have been teaching us about now. That part of science has caught up with, uh, if we want to talk about it as the spiritual realm of demonstrating the way in which we are mm, a microcosm of that great field where everything is connected. So a lot of what I hear you talking about is the fact that no one is separate and that we are, we are at a fundamental level connected with source, connected with that universal field go on either way of speaking to that and therefore we just we need to discover that we need to be able to tap into that more um more fully because we do have the ability to have that direct connection because we are that absolutely that's exactly what i was just feeling that we're actually an extension of that yeah that the the concept or idea of connection is really a perception Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for, for some, it is and was for me, it was a conceptual shift. It was a paradigm shift mm-hmm. move from this uh, kind of old story, this outdated story, whether we call it Newtonian science mm-hmm. of matter or the perspective of, um, of even religion, of many religions needing an intermediary mm. to have that connection to source. Yes. So we make that paradigm shift, that worldview perspective shift. And we realize that rather than being matter in a world of matter where we're separate, we're actually energy in a world of energy where we've always been an interbeing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So... We are energy and everything is energy. And instead of it, of energy, we're being a separate particle. We, we've been able, it's been able to be demonstrated that the universe is, exists as waves. The energy exists as waves, not as separate particles. Mm-hmm. And that what happens in my end of the world impacts you in your end of the world. Right. The butterfly and, effect. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so you, um, you said something about the paradigm shift, which I know so many people are speaking to, but what would you, and what would you say to, how do we support that paradigm shift more fully, perhaps as, as people who are wanting to bring this out into the world more fully? Such a beautiful question. The, the way that, that I'm responding these days is that, Rather than, you know, grabbing a megaphone and saying, wake up, people, you're asleep at the wheel, you know, <laughs> uh, which may be true in some cases, according to what I'm experiences as being awake and knowing mm-hmm. that that awakening seems by what I'm experiencing to be evolutionary. And there's always more to wake up to and there's always more expansion to perceive. Mm-hmm. And so 
can I be so committed to that within myself, to that evolutionary awakening, to living not just into, but as the new world for being the new humanity for mm-hmm. being and living the new paradigm? What does that even mean? And it's not too long ago that I shifted from uh, moments, expansive moments of identifying more as energy, uh, but being matter mm-hmm. to now really more of my expansive daily experiences. I identify myself more as the field, more as energy mm-hmm. rather than a singularized self. It's even how you arrived to our our time together today. I'm like, wow, I'm so expanded as the field that I'm not even sure who I am, <laughs> mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That the, where, where I can become a uh, devotee and a steward of unity and of wholeness. And in this place of unity and wholeness and the new paradigm, everything gets to be there. Yeah. Even yeah. those who are the most um, corrupt, shut down, forgotten, everything mm-hmm. gets to be there. So how can I expand my field of compassion and my containment like a mother that loves all her children mm-hmm. to allow mm-hmm. everything to be there and to make my life the living example mm-hmm. of the world, the new paradigm, and then to share that everywhere. Like right now you do with your radio show where there are eyes to see and ears and hearts that can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I understand what you um, meant when you said you shared something with me before about walking in beauty and broadcasting love. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hear that you were really about and that that is your way of making that, um, of building the bridges for that paradigm shift. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I take a lot of inspiration. Uh, You know, the Navajo First Nation tradition um, is one of the premises of life is to walk in beauty. Mm-hmm. Right. So even though that is universal, the feeling we, we can all sense that feeling of like, Oh, what, what is it to walk in beauty, yeah. to seek beauty, to see beauty, to hear beauty. Uh, that is a way of life. And mm-hmm. I take a lot of inspiration from indigenous traditions, including my own indigenousity as a, European kind of wild earth witch. (laughs) I take a lot of inspiration from those peoples who have always been, it's a new paradigm, but for many, it's an ancient paradigm Mm -hmm. of being deeply, intimately connected to the earth, the air, the fire, the water, the spirit, the more than human worlds, the invisible worlds. Like this is my true community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I am human and I love being a human and I've chosen a human life and where I fill up is not in the human realm. Mm-hmm. And yet when you're wanting to create something in the world, can you talk some about that, um, that translation, that way in which you bring all of that into, into a physical form? Absolutely. And as you know, there's so many ways to articulate this as well. If we were to talk about alchemy of, you know, changing aluminum into gold Mm -hmm. or alchemy as changing poison into nectar Mm -hmm. or trauma into wisdom, right? So it can look a lot of ways, both emotionally, mentally, and physically. Mm -hmm. Then the realm of manifestation, what The simplicity that really turns me on these days is to remember that matter coalesces around frequency. 
And so what I think about, what I focus on, what I speak, first there was the word, what I speak out into the world, even if it's speaking out directly to the sky, what would it be like? What would it be like if this time next month, as I'm speaking out on the new moon, I can be looking at this open, beautiful space on my land and see a budding food forest with beautiful beds in it and paths and gorgeous plants. And what would it be like, right? So I'm speaking to the quantum. I'm speaking to the field. I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it. I'm using an elevated emotion with a very clear intention. And then I'm putting it out into the frequency, the space, the vibrational field, mm-hmm. through vision, through speaking, through energy, through emotion. And then over the course of the next four weeks, I follow inspired action. I take action. Mm-hmm. So working from the field does require action. But because, right? But because I put out this energetic, emotional, heightened vision first, then the field, in, which includes my nervous system, right? Mm-hmm. Where extensions of it can get busy bringing that into motion. And then one month later, yesterday was full moon, my food forest has started and I have beautiful beds and I've brought in, you know, yards of compost and I've got lots of mulch and I've got starter plants. That's a very real example from my life. Yes. Of how I manifested a food forest regenerative garden in one month. And so you say something very important in there, which is what I just spent this last weekend on is how you take that how you take that inspired action, how you take that, which you, you had in that moment of creation and put out into, um, into that and into the energy field. And then it's receiving the actions. There is nothing passive about doing that. I mean, about saying, Oh, okay, I want this. And people get confused. I think so often Mm -hmm. with, well, I had this vision, I had this inspiration, but then nothing happened. Right. Because they stopped that process, um, the process of, of connect, of staying connected and receiving the next steps and taking action on them. Yes. Yes. Often what I have found with myself, as well as with many who I work with is that, um, remembering, finding out how, but first remembering that we have access to the operating system of our unconscious and subconscious. Mm -hmm. And often there are beliefs and patterns underneath the surface that may not even be aware to the very bright, clear part of us that says, but I really have a vision. Mm -hmm. I know I can Mm -hmm. bring this into manifestation. And yet I haven't unpacked perhaps the unconscious beliefs of it's too hard. It could never happen. I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. uh, not worthy of receiving. I could never do it alone. I don't have the money. I mean, you know, there's, yeah, we could go on and on for that list. (laughs) So we do need to really look at where am I in resistance? Where am I being blocked? What, what would keep me from moving forward? Because it really does take quite a bit of um, intention and surrender. Mm -hmm. And then, commitment to take action. And if we're feeling stuck or oscillated from, I don't see the next action or I'm not taking it or procrastinating or making other things too important, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. then it's a really beautiful sign that the resistance 
is a doorway that the block is an opportunity to go into the unconscious and see, wow, what, why might I be holding myself up mm-hmm. and clearing mm-hmm. the field of that? And there's all kinds of amazing ways to do that. Absolutely. That you know, and probably your listeners do mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you said something just now that I started with that you, um, about what you said about, is it an, it is an art to co-create with the quantum yet surrender outcomes. And so you just mentioned surrender again and the need to surrender, um, both surrender to the guidance. Is that a, that's what I, where I see people get tripped up. Well, I, um, I don't want to surrender to the, to this guidance, this inner guidance. Well, why not? And surrender even the picture that we were maybe initially given, because mm-hmm. as we step into it, things unfold and new aspects come in, new frequencies come in, and we need to be available to receive those as well. So that that surrendering outcomes is is such an important thing, don't you think? Well, it, you're is. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's it's all it's all vital. And I would even add that uh, for me, staying really playful mm. and really like this. Is, my life is my playground. My life is my laboratory. Some of my experiments blow up in my face. <laughs> you know, sometimes I fall off the jungle gym mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and to, to really let there be space for I'm experimenting. Yes. You know, nowhere in, uh, again, I'll speak from my own conditioning and life story, but nowhere in my past education until I sought it out and found it by ways of, of um, mysticism and mystery schools and uh, teachers and mentors in this way. But nowhere in my education formally in the mainstream did someone say, this is how you work with energy to create matter. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not taught that. We're not. When matter of fact, we're taught the exact opposite. We're taught that linear way of how how things progress, how we work with matter, never how we we work with energy. Right. And in the world of matter and matter creation, the laws of, of three dimensional creation would say that it's going to require time and effort (laughs) which again we're we're between the world so i still have to deal with oh my gosh there's only 24 hours in a day and there's so much i want to experience and do so i'm not i'm not a victim of time but i i am in that continuum Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. so in the world of quantum creation things can happen instantly and they can happen in a way that is always unexpected and always unpredictable, or they would be the old reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of surrender to that as well. There is, there it is. It may not come when we want. It may not look like we want. It's going to come in an unexpected way because that's the nature of quantum creation. And so mm-hmm. it, surrender also speaks to trust in, in my experience of, okay, I, I, I know I can feel that elevated emotion, that's a frequency that is like an arrow that's going to the target. Mm-hmm. I know that I can see my vision and feel my intention, another arrow going into that target. And now I'm taking the inspired action. I'm moving and being moved through space 
to contribute to this creation. Mm -hmm. And now I've got to surrender that I've done what I can do and that there is a greater force than the I, me, my little brain mind. Mm -hmm. There's a bigger intelligence. You spoke to it as we started. Yeah. Um, that is supporting me in the co-creation. Yeah. Oh, I just, I feel like I could listen to you speak forever. <laughs> That's such a beautiful way of, of, uh, of verbalizing that, Gabriella. And, you know, I've found that same, that same thing of having, of, of the way that things can shift in a moment, even with those blocks that you talked about, those resistances, it's, I've, I used to be a psychotherapist. And so my work was about excavating in a sense, mm -hmm. but I never felt quite comfortable with that. Um, even as I did that. And then as I began to work in the, in in the in the way that energy works and come to understand that more come to live in that I started seeing how those the very same things can shift in a moment that Absolutely. we don't we're not broken we don't need fixing and yes yeah yes my goodness we're we're in the same we're in the same flow here I was just hearing that as as you were speaking that this is not a paradigm. Again, how do we flow into the new paradigm? It's not a paradigm of fixing something mm -hmm. broken. It's a paradigm of creation. Creation. And that in my process of creating, I may unearth a blocker or a stopper mm -hmm. or a, a resistance and that then I can be with it in a way where it shifts instantly. Mm -hmm. And again, there are modalities, things like tapping, things like working with the super conscious part of us, uh, um, alchemy, spell work, um, all ceremony, prayer, mm -hmm. coherence. I mean, all of these and so many more yes. are very simple methods that can, as we are practiced, apply them in, in, in an unconscious way, just like brushing our teeth every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that a resistance arises and rather than shutting down and contracting and, and giving up and turning my back on a dream in a moment that it arises, I can play with it, move with it and it shifts. Yeah. And step forward into what's next. Yes. That's yes. the beauty. That's the magic of how life really does work. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, and I love that. I love how you are living that. I, I want to ask you about something because I, I don't, we may have talked about this when I first spoke to you, but I'm not remembering. And I want our listeners to know what this is. You are a song carrier. What does that mean? Oh, I love, I love this. You know, I have been a song carrier since I was a little girl. I have just always been sung by the magic of life. I've always loved songs. I've always sung songs. I've always made up songs. Um, but more formally, about three years ago, I was serendipitously brought to um, my song carrier mentor, which is Madi Sato. And her beautiful organization is praisingearth.org. Mm. You can check them out. And Madi uh, birthed this women's tradition called the song carriers tradition, where she has been collecting songs from all over the world for decades. Um, but in this way, it is a way for women, both privately in their own daily life, but also in gathering 
in ceremony to do song circle ceremonies with the fire and the water at the center of the altar. So we light the fire, we pour the waters and we sing songs from all over the world in mother tongues. Some are in English, uh, but the English is rerouted so that it's, it has a coherence and frequency of wholeness and unity and love. And um, there's songs from all over the world, from uh, the Sanskrit, from Celtic, from First Nations people, from uh, from the Latin, from Italian and Spanish to, oh my goodness, um, all over the world. Beautiful, beautiful songs and also vocable songs that are frequency but not words and are songs of the moment or songs for rebirthing and for the new earth that come right from our lives. And it's very intimately connected to listening to the land. Uh, it's very intimately connected to being, being harvesting songs and being moved by spirit. Um, it is non-denominational, it is universal, and it is a way of carrying song as medicine. Yes, yes. And songs are frequencies. Oh yes, yes. All all frequency, and and uh, as someone who has, um, I, I've done a lot of work with music as a trans transformational um, modality. That's not even the right word, but yeah, it's medicine. It 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 is, it is. Uh, it is. very powerful because we we resonate with those frequencies. It changes our bodies. Absolutely. And everything is frequency. You know, rage and anger is a frequency, right? Um, corruption is a frequency. Uh, supreme love is a frequency. What I really appreciate in this way is that when we look at any dis-ease or dysfunction from the perspective of indigenosity and medicine of this way, we say not what's wrong or what can be fixed or how can we change you or how can we make it better? Uh, what's the dis-ease? But where in your life have you stopped singing? Where in your life have you stopped dancing? Where in your life have you lost the wonder of awe? Where in your life have you forgotten the power of story? Story as a way to that we narrate our lives, that we are the authors, we are the authorities. And of course, music is, um, you know, some I, I love from the perspective of the 13 senses rather than the five, that music is one of our extra supernatural senses, mm. that we are music, that the harmony of the multiverse is music. I remember as my daughter grew, actually really when she was really young, she would walk around the house singing songs and people, I would just talk about how much she loved to sing. And, and it was just there within her, no matter what. And I knew that it would be important for her to, to be able to sing as part of a group too. And so early on, um, she, she tried out for the, the big, um, choir within the city. And she, I think she was eight years old and she didn't even want me in the room. She said, no, I want to go myself. Now she didn't make that choir, which ended up being a blessing. She joined a different choir that was throughout the city and where they sung a lot of songs in different languages. Mm, and it was a multicultural experience and opportunity. And, and she stayed with that 
all throughout the rest of her schooling into joining a choir in, in university. And now again, except for the pandemic, another choir. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And yeah, they restructure ourselves. Yes. Song really, it vibrates. It's, a, it's, it's just a modality of healing. It's a modality of, of ecstasy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from the tradition of um, ancient India and mm-hmm. kirtan, the bhakti tradition, which is also very dear to me. Mm-hmm. Kirtan or singing, devotional songs, call and response, chant, mantra. It's a form of pranayama. It's a form mm-hmm. of breath work. It is literally clearing out our uh, stagnant chi. I mean, whatever words you want to put around it. (laughs) Singing is medicine. Yes. Yeah. So we know in this time, this last year has been mm, different. I'll just say that because that encompasses really so so much. And that we have uh, in so many ways been immersed in a, in a virtual life um, as opposed to, a you know, here I am in the physical with you and how do we relate? Um, and you talk about the, the need to focus on organic, real relationship. What, how, is, how have you been seeing that through this time and, and into the next, this next period? Beautiful. Uh, personally, I have continued to gather with women live on the earth, on the land, with the fire, with the water, with the sky, um, through this entire time. Mm -hmm. So I would say that in part, there is, um, a equal and valid invitation to anyone who is willing to receive it. It's an invitation, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a demand or a command. Mm -hmm. There's an invitation to go make relations with the more than human world. I've heard so many people say I've been so lonely. I've been so isolated. I've never been surrounded by more community in my life Mm -hmm. because there's the bird nation and the deer nation and the trees and the sky and the air and the, You know, so there's so much relationship. We are relationship. We're always in relationship. And so to meet that sense of the real, the organic, especially in a world of so much AI and so much inorganic life, Mm -hmm. to really connect to what is just throbbing with life force, you know, whether it's the, the, the birds I see outside right now or the plants that for those of us that are in the spring season that are just sprouting up everywhere. So to connect with the more than human world on the earth that's mm-hmm. visible to us mm-hmm. as well as the inner world and the disembodied world to just get to know that relationship. And right as you said, it, the, as we started with that first question of, well, what is it to have an intimate relationship to the mystery? Yeah. You know, and I say, here's an invitation. Go check it out. Yeah. And so for those of us like me who who live in the middle of the city, um, yes, I can go to a park. And, you know, you said you live in the country, so it's 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 immediately available. It is. It is. However, in the middle of the city, I hear your invitation to to connect inside as well. To connect inside with all, with that, with that big field. 
Definitely. And, and even in the city and, you know, again, with all due respect, there's a lot of people that live in the city and that's their life and their reality and their home. Hopefully you could still find some, some earth under your feet. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you can still go out and see the sky and connect to, to the force of life, which is Mm -hmm. everywhere. Even if we're not surrounded by, you know, that for me, co-regulating to the natural world is so soothing. It's so wonderful. And I feel like it's part of why I'm so vital and healthy. I don't know for myself that I could live in a city and be as robust and happy as I am. Mm -hmm. But others, you know, like you could say, Hey, but here's how I do it. (laughs) And of course, the second part to your question, Lori, which I feel is really important is that because we are connecting via screen so much, Mm -hmm. because we are having so many virtual, I don't, I mean, Zoom has become, you know, the primary meeting source, (laughs) right? So to then really go for what's real and connect to the heart, uh, soul to soul, to be able to have this conversation. And even though we are, we have a screen between us, we are still vibing at that level of frequency. We're still Mm -hmm. vibing at that place of, of unity of the heart of what is alive at the heart of matter. Mm hmm. And I feel like that's part of how we can still be having organic relationship. Yes. Even through all of the technology and virtual life. I've been in awe this year. Well, even before that, really, um, because my work at its heart is all about frequency, is all about energy and is about receiving those new energy systems. I didn't know what could happen virtually, mm-hmm. even though, it, you know, I, in my way, my worldview, of course, it all happens no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so much of my work was hands-on, whether that be in hands-on way of working with energy or an initiation, hands-on way of initiation. Uh, about five years ago, I started a, um, an online meditation program, a Terea meditation program, where I was working, where I got to see how that worked virtually. But it wasn't until this past year that I did my intensives virtually and got to see how all of that happens and realized that, you know, what we've been talking about, about how the quantum field works is that what I'm doing here affects affects that field and affects you in that field. And especially when we're holding this field together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, frequency transmits and broadcasts. Mm-hmm. And that's just what's true. You know, I'm part of a, uh, a community of hundreds of coherence healers, though I really am much more comfortable with um, the word wholeness. Yes. Um, because I feel that everyone is their own innate healer and I'm not healing anyone. I'm just showing up in that space of wholeness and holding it with and for another and then broadcasting that out. But through the Dr. Joe Dispenza community, there's actually several groups, but this one in particular, hundreds of people twice a day, Mm -hmm. as many as a hundred people show up to practice coherence healing, which is distance healing Mm. for one half hour on up to a dozen healies folks with really far advanced illness and disease or, or uh, experiences where they can 
um, put themselves in a position that says, please offer me a coherence healing, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And I have seen so many miracles. Yeah. I've seen so many miracles that I'm just, there's not a skeptical bone in my body. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then when we take that very same thing into creation, into creating the solutions to situations and problems that we see around the world, that very same thing can take place. Yes. We come together in those ways. Yes. Yes. And my prayer and my intention is that it is already in sacred motion, that that is already happening, that every moment more people are waking up and recalibrating and um, that the ripple effect, you know, what we've heard about that hundredth monkey for decades and decades. Mm-hmm. And I was in my late teens, I first heard about the hundredth monkey. And I thought, I think I'm the first monkey. <laughs> you know? And then there's the hundredth that that critical mass is happening. And I love the Dr. Hawkins created amazing uh, frequency charts and calibrations. Mm-hmm. And one quote of his that I love was that Every one of us that vibrates at the frequency of supreme love or of unity or of gratitude is impacting hundreds of thousands, mm-hmm. right? So, so that, yes, I, and we don't have to know the how it will happen. Yes. We just yeah, have to we show don't. up. We just have to show up. That's beautiful, Gabriella. And I'm remembering... Um, uh, Sometime back, I had on the show Rupert Sheldrake, who was the one that created that term morphogenetic field, morphogenic field. Yes. That's what you're speaking to. I love him. I love his work. Yeah. And um, and I love how you're taking that and expanding that and taking it in your unique way. Um, Likewise, Lori. So, boy, hmm. You really are shifting. You literally are living in a world of energy shifting paradigms. Um, it's just, it just seems to be what I can say definitively um, because we're, and we're moving from those old views into really embracing these kinds of new realities. They're not new realities, but they're new to our, our um, linear worldview. Do you see any um, anything that we need to do differently in our education system? Oh, gosh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I feel like there is. Um, again, it can be happening in the moment. And there are many, many schools that are already uh, more innovative and shifting in that way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like so much of our educational systems are set up to make humans good, uh, tranced workers. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, I'm laughing, but that's such a powerful statement, really. Yeah, that would be a whole nother conversation. I have a lot to say about the paradigm of transformational education, Mm -hmm. about what it really means to support children from an early age, to be sovereign, to be connected at source, to be Uh, able to feel the full spectrum of the emotional being as messengers and as energy um, to, yeah, there's a lot to say about that. And yes, I think that there's plenty of of, um, systems, education, health, governance, economy, 
that we could just compost and recreate. I'll pause there. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to continue to talk with you for a very long time. Um, I feel like there's so much more. Like, but we're just beginning the conversation almost. And um, I know we need to come to a close. So, I, I please tell our audience how they can connect with you um, online. How they, where they can find your book, Everyday Magnificent. Sure, I'd be happy to. So, anyone is welcome to connect with me through my website, which is Gabriella and masala with just one L. Mm -hmm. And I love to work uh, one-on-one. I work one-on-one people all over the world on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I also have paused at the moment, but love hosting events and retreats all over the world as well, wherever I'm invited. And um, yeah, so I'm always available virtually to connect. And uh, my book, Everyday Magnificent, is actually a workbook. It's a playbook, expressive arts, meditation workbook, playbook, I want to say. It's beautiful, uh, by the way. Just I, Oh, thanks. So and that's um, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I'm just delighted to talk with you today and welcome an ongoing friendship. Yes, yes. And maybe we'll be because I'm also someone that loves to um, move about the world. Maybe there'll be something we create in some other part of the world. I love it. Yes. When we can do that again. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Gabriella Masala, for your richness and depth that you have shared with us today. Mm -hmm. my pleasure thank you Lori for showing up so whole and willing and pure hearted thank you and thank you to our listeners for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio join us here regularly for more wisdom discovery and illumination remember you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts there's so many these days And if you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review because that helps more people access the wisdom and transform the world. For more about fast-tracking your ideas to creation and revenue, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacainstitute.com. Take the quiz and find out your creative innovator style so that you can turn your own ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.